Welcome back to Beards and Brews. This week's review is going to be From Dusk Till a Dawn. I, myself, Eric, is hosting, following Brady, and I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage. <laughs> Out of oh, the grave. You can't care what's already dead. And what's he's got us for five minutes. Uh, dusk Till Dawn. Starting out with the Benny's Worlds of Liquor. <laughs> if we don't got it, I just feel bad. You won't get it. I feel bad for everybody in that place. They're just having a day, and then they just get shot the shit by fucking Quentin Tarantino and his foot fetish. I would work there, and I would enjoy it. You're just sitting around selling booze and, to the uh, sheriff. To the sheriff. That's your one customer for the week. <laughs> for the week. <laughs> yeah. Besides the random people who come up, I just need some gas. That's it. And then I'm going to roll through. But otherwise, you can probably just sit around reading your Sports Illustrated or whatever you want. Wait. Whatever. (laughs) You can read whatever you want. You know, go from... Subtitles on. Just go to Sports Center. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. ESPN with subtitles. Oh, shit. Uh, but we meet everybody there, all the main characters so far. We got uh, George Clooney as uh, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino as a rapist. Yes. Uh, so Quentin Tarantino as Quentin Tarantino. Racist rapist. <laughs> Double R. Sounds like a superhero. Yes. Here comes a racist rapist. Hey, guys, that's just his character. We don't want to get a cease and desist notice. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough, Quentin Tarantino. You are a great man, and I respect your films. Who, who, by the way, looks exactly like 1994 Chandler Ben here. Um, I just can't get past the butthole chin he's got. It's it's freaking oh, me man. out. Like every time he just looked at the camera, it's like, oh, anus. <laughs> <laughs> so the big thing to take away from the opening scene of this film is we bad drink good. Because the sheriff says, I'm them hippies smoking their marijuanas. Hand me that entire bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. But pretty much we're introduced to Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney, who are both the bad guys and kind of the, the lead characters, the protagonists of this film. Uh, I think we refer to that as the Deadpool anti-hero. Sure. Um, but I would rather see Deadpool in film than Quentin Tarantino suck another toe in front of me. Listen, if Selma Hayek's involved, I'm there. You weren't into that? I was into that. He was way too into that. That's all I'm saying. Fuck, would you not have been? I have my concerns. <laughs> she just walked like a hundred feet over like broken glass and whatever dirt was on that table. All that disgust. But at the same time, I wouldn't say no. In 1996, you gotta get a job somehow. That's just hurting me. So she went all the way to Mexico just to get hired for a foot job? Dark night. (laughs) 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 Insert credit rule. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Podcast is over now. We did it. Uh, We get a few references to other uh, Tarantino films. You get the red apple cigarettes. You get uh, some things are happening. Tarantino's character, George (laughs) Clooney's character, are involved. Uh, They have hostages they're bad guys. Whoop de fuck. Uh, they pull a gun. They say, hey, don't do things. Uh, the movie happens. Things may or may not have get gotten done. May or have not get. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino just blows everybody away because he's a dirtbag. He's that's a all fucking dirtbag. That's bag. all he does. He rapes and murders. So in the chaos, Quentin Tarantino gets um, a hole blown in his hand. The liquor store wait, gets... Wait, wait, wait. we got to talk about the sheriff getting shot in the back of the head because... Personally, I think it's one of the finest touches 
in this film. The sheriff gets shot in the back of the head, falls on the ground, and, you know, most movies, boom, you get shot in the head, you go limp, nothing, that's it, done, done, done. This guy hits the ground, his fucking jaw is like, just so you can hear it. And it's wild. And to me, when I saw that, I went, that's fucking cool. It's kind of like, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when the guy gets like hit in the head or whatever his body's just shaking all crazy yeah. and stuff like let, <laughs> let's get some fucking you know this is what will happen your nerves will be fucking firing you like <laughs> it's like a pair of frog legs when you dump salt on them <laughs> so after the sheriff gets shot in the head what happens uh my next note says that Quentin bothers me in every film he is in. So <laughs> that, that's up to you. Quentin Tarantino, he just bothers everybody in the movie, and they wind up bothering out after burning the uh, guy behind the uh, the counter alive, and they skedaddle out oh, of there. Molotov <laughs> TP, yes. <laughs> I really want to try that. Just squirt some Zippo fluid into some toilet paper and just toss it in somewhere. So they burn down the gas station. They, they leave. They say some things to one another which aren't really important. The banter in this film is not the best. It's uh, almost like Quentin Tarantino tried to write a Quentin Tarantino movie. Ooh. And you never want that. <laughs> and then you get uh, the truck from Tremors. I don't know if it's really the truck from Tremors, but I saw it and I can't even say Tremors right. God bless it. And so I see the truck and I say, hey, it's Val and Earl. Good for them. <laughs> uh. Like how every movie's inadequate until we get the Tremors. <laughs> Listen, Tremors is like my apex. Uh, we get a montage of badasses being badasses. Let me duct tape my hand and spit fucking liquor on it. The fuck is going on? Well, they're such badasses that even the news give them like a kill count, like a video game of all their murders and hijinks as they've been going along the southern border. This, this is like a pre-natural born killers, natural born killers, natural born rapist. You can't write hey Quentin, down. if you hear about this, don't kill me. <laughs> Fucking rapist, big head bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna sniff your feet. Fucking yeah. Chandler Bing looking motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. Oh jeez. Oh, but yeah, we get the uh, badasses being badasses montage with some duct tape. You get some bad CGI uh, trunk scene where you see that they have taken a hostage of a maid. It's not that special. You don't care because I don't care. And you guys are me. So if you don't care. I am, he is, you are, we are. We are me. Yeah. Uh, so then they're at a hotel. And he's ringing the bell. Just ding, da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding, da ding. I actually love this little guy. He's. <laughs> that better stay in. I actually love this guy. He's only in the movie for about 90 seconds. You give him a minute and a half, sir. I, it's about seven seconds. That's a generous 90 seconds, but it takes him so long to, to shovel himself out and display his face to say, What the fuck you want? Well, I, I want a room because that's what hotels do. He goes, You mean, old bastard? <laughs> what do you think I want? And he's like, Oh, okay. He gives him a room. It's a great scene. Hotel Trivago. Oh, Hotel Tarantino. <laughs> Gotta keep track of my notes here. Quentin's hair is atrocious. <laughs> it straight up looks like late Nicolas Cage hair. Oh, like the all eagle state of it. <laughs> I'm not even fashion movie anymore. It's just all Tarantino. 
I can't see him and not think Chandler Bing, he's going to go in, he's going to spend, you know, a 10-hour shift working on the weakness. He's not <laughs> working on the weakness. The weekly estimated net usage statistic, don't you guys? Oh, yeah, okay. very well. Uh, I was thinking of his I hair. I take back that laugh. Yeah, I was <laughs> picturing his hair and thinking about John Travolta hair plugs, and then I started thinking about, you know, I would jerk off John Travolta for 12 grand. <laughs> Why did that come back? <laughs> Jerking off John Travolta for twelve grand always comes back. Oh my god! <laughs> Just spit right on it. Just whatever. Twelve grand. Let's get it done. Oh my god! If you're JT, there, if you're out there, we got you, bro. Sponsor our show, please. I'll grab some shampoo if you're into this. <laughs> oh. oh, burns in the hole. Uh, so we see, we see uh, that all happening, and I tell you what, George Clooney is a good-looking man. <laughs> I'd hit it. Oh, I was going to say, you got that lust in your eyes. Yeah, I'd hit it. All I day. Can, I can't deny it. He is uh, hes a looker. Well, that good-looking man and Quentin Tarantino, unfortunately, they fuck off somewhere and they uh, decide to steal this poor man's uh, Winnebago and also steal his whole family. You, you put Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney together, you mash them together, you get a solid five. I mean, at this point, I'm drunk enough to fuck whatever, so let's do it. <laughs> Oh, Brady. It's a law of averages. <laughs> There's a lot of whiskey dick tonight. <laughs> if you're out there listening, I'm functional. Let's go. Uh, you so, hear that, JT? He's functional. <laughs> let's get it done, buddy. JT, QT, QC, whoever's out there. QVC, help us now. Sponsor us. <laughs> so back to the movie. Uh, George Clooney leaves his brother, <clears throat> Mr. Racist Fellow, not racist fellow, Mr. Rapist. Well, fuck it. Rapist, racist fellow. In the hotel room, if you watch the movie, you'll catch both bits. They like to say uh, derogatory ter- derogatory for uh, Hispanic folk. He kitty cat pets the bed and beckons over this maid that George Clooney you know, has as a hostage. He just wants to watch TV and cuddle. Isn't that what everybody wants? Cuddle? I can only anticipate what I would want, and that's to watch TV and cuddle. Well, watch TV and cuddle is a fine term for murder and rape. <laughs> you guys are projecting. <laughs> uh, sir, it cuts to that later, and we get bits and pieces, and George Clooney has a one-on-one with Har- not Harvey Keitel. Goodness gracious, Jim Beam, what have you done to me, boy? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, the fucking state of me. I'm a mess. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> this is why this is beards and brews, not beards and beams. <laughs> I oh, cannot beams. have an entire That's bottle beams. of Jim Beam Fire pre-podcast again. Uh, we get introduced to Asian John Connor, <laughs> or as Eric referred to him, uh, Edward Furlong. <laughs> More like Edward Short Round. <laughs> Oof. Oof, I love it. And if we don't refer to him as short round the rest of the film, I will be heartbroken. Uh, along with Juliette Lewis, who Chandler referred to as a solid... She's a solid five. I don't get it. But that solid five refers to her five, Ed. So. Oh, no. No. Uh, they're all sitting around there eating food, and you get a lot of southern accent and Jesus. So that's what I took away from that scene. The two go hand in hand. They're watching the news. And Speaking you get- of hand in hand, JT, if you're out there, sponsor our show. <laughs> Double fist and bro. We're down. Like a wonderful <laughs> slugger. Uh, we get a mugshot thing of Quentin Tarantino and uh, George Clooney's characters. And George Clooney's character, which I think is really funny, you get like a split second, hey, this guy's a thief. 
Then it cuts to Quentin Tarantino's guy, and he's like, hey, this guy's a thief, a murderer, and a rapist. And with each implication of what he is, it zooms in closer to his face, mostly his eyes. And to be honest with you, as it zooms in, I don't know if that's Quentin's just natural face or if he was making a face. But as it keeps getting closer, you go, you know what? I see it. <laughs> see it. The <laughs> dirty bastard. The fire in his eyes. Yeah. yeah. So they wind up uh, kidnapping Harry Cartel's family and their lovely Winnebago. And they decide, like, hey, we need to get to the Mexican border before the end of the day. Or else, you know what? We're all going to get shot up by the policia. And this is a lot of filler and exposition that I didn't give a shit about. And it was about this time that Grubhub showed up. <laughs> That's true. Saving the day one taco at a time. Fuck yeah. Thanks, Taco Bell and Grubhub. Num, 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 num. But in this exposition, we've got uh, Quentin Tarantino very awkwardly trying to uh, trying to eat some snatch. Yeah, he had a scene back in the hotel room where apparently Juliette Lewis was like, you want to eat my pussy? Which, when she said it in the film, it worked for me. <laughs> at that point, I looked over at Brady during the movie. And I was like, he thinks she's talking to him. <laughs> he was actually beaten off. She was talking to me and considering masturbation. That man had a tear in his eye. <laughs> uh, but we get a scene of her toes to really accentuate Quentin Tarantino's foot fetish. Uh, and that goes with my theory that this entire movie was just written around Tarantino trying to suck on uh, Selma Hayek's toes. Holy shit, we'll, yes. We'll get to that, but right now we're accentuating the glorious toes of Juliette Lewis. The glorious... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Juliet Baggins, okay? <laughs> She's from the fucking Shire. I love her. I don't know if these are stunt toes or whatever, but her fucking toes are hairier than mine. Juliet, they're completely fine. Don't let anyone judge you. <sighs> My feet hurt so bad, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Shout out the stunt toes. Stunt toes. Hashtag stunt. So we eventually make it to the Mexican border where we encounter... Border officer Cheech Marin. Yeah, day job Cheech Marin. Uh, he works there. Cheech Marin number one. And we get uh, our introduction to... Introduction. Introduction, I'm sorry. But they're going through the border check. And uh, day job Cheech Marin says, hey buddies. Hey buddy. What you got there? And he's like, just me and my son, short round. But and he forgot to mention his daughter taking a big old dookie in the back of his Winnebago. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to check your ride. And so Cheech comes aboard. Uh, George Clooney knocks out Quentin Tarantino. Thank God. Because his lines are just, look, man, I like you, Quentin. Dude. But when you put yourself in your movies, you bug me. Just straight up, you bug me. <laughs> Stop bugging me. For real. <laughs> Fucking take yourself out in the movie and it'd be better. I'm sorry. You're not great. It just is what it is. Just... Make Danny Trejo every character that you want to be you. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be okay with that. So then Cheech sees Juliette Lewis, who is, you know, covering for the guys, and she's taking a pisser. And he takes way too long a look at what this character is supposed to be, like a 16-year-old or whatever. I mean, Juliet's clearly in her 20s for the film. I mean, if Quentin Tarantino can be into hairy toes, I guess Cheech Bear number one can be in a... A little bit of dookie. Look, scat porn is a thing. Cheech Marin is clearly on his way to being Cheech Marin number two. Ooh. Oh, good play on words. We'll get there, folks. Yeah. So once they get through the border, 
they inevitably, uh, after some driving, end up... <laughs> That's right, they end up puking all over the couch. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I got a fart I'm holding, so you guys better be glad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where were we, gentlemen? So, we've made it. We've made it through the Mexican border. Next stop is this glorious place called the Titty Twister. Uh, this is a... Uh, Could have been called the Purple Nurple. <laughs> it's a bar in the desert. Middle of the desert. But you know what else is in the middle of the desert? Good old Cheech Marin. Cheech 2.0? This is the second iteration of Cheech Marin here. His wig. The fucking state of it. It's not good. Yeah. His wig looks super glued on. It's, uh, it's pretty fucking atrocious. The man breaks the fourth wall in the best way as he's describing all these different pussies you can get here at the Titty Twister. They have white pussy, black pussy, brown pussy, yellow pussy... If you got pussy, it's there. And you know what he says? If you can find pussy for $5, stares directly into the camera. Fuck it. Darn. <laughs> they then beat up Cheech for no good fucking reason. No reason at all. They just and yeah. step in. Maybe there was a reason. Remind you, folk, we are drinking heavily. I tell you, for as much as Cheech Marin goes on about the different varieties of pussy, I really didn't see a big variety of pussy there. Uh, I think we need to... Is there a Mexican Better Business Bureau? Because I think we need... This is false advertisement. The MBB. A Mexican Better Business Bureau? There's... Uh, we gotta Wait, talk to somebody. The MBBB. J. J. <laughs> JT, if you're out there, I'm <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so they're making a side of the titty twister. And we are greeted with lovely women with gorgeous physiques shaking their uh, their breast seas all around for the enjoyment of the home viewing audience. I see you, baby. And uh, we get a quick pan around and we get to meet some of the other characters. There's uh There's Tom Savini. Yes. Not Jim Brown. We meet not There's Jim Brown. Not Jim Brown. Specifically not Jim Brown. But he will be referred to from now on as Jim Brown. Or not Jim Brown. One of the two. Whatever it's works. the same guy. Harvey Cattell's there. Uh, Danny Trejo. Did we mention breastesses? All these titties and not one twisted. Yeah, no one's twisting titties. At least not yet. So, false... No, not at all. <laughs> so, we're introduced to a multitude of characters that will end up being a little bit more meaningful here in the future. Uh, we've got the Jim Brown. We've got the... He's not actually Jim Brown, but he comes up enough in our podcast that it's Jim Brown. Uh, we're introduced to Tom Savini's character, who I personally really enjoy in this role. He's a lot of fun. He is definitely the comic relief for this. He has sure. a uh, whip that he whips. <laughs> And he whips over and he grabs this fellow's beer and pulls it to himself and, you know, just kind of takes a drink. The dude doesn't say anything because I guess the dude's a little punk. And he's like, whatever, this dude can take my beer. Uh, later on, you notice 
because I probably forget to mention, he has a dick gun. And by dick gun, I mean he has a cod piece. The cod piece flips up to reveal a revolver with two cylinders. Very phallus-like in the sense of, yes, it is, in fact, a dick and balls. You know who would create something like that? Tom Savini. Also, you remember the kid from uh, The Goonies who just made Booty create... traps. He would make booby traps. Booty Bo- traps. Booty traps? Booty traps. Anyway, you know who that kid was? Short round. He was short round, yeah. Short round. <laughs> uh, so some shit happens, and there's a driver's license discussion with Danny Trejo that I don't think anyone cares about, because at this point, we were all fucking amped because we knew what was coming. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Fuck. The mistress of macabre, Santanico Pandemonium. All right. I think... Everyone in the audience is probably old enough to remember the uh, Britney Spears I'm a Slave for You VMA performance. <laughs> this was that, but ten times more. And if you don't know, just watch this fucking movie and put it to your fantasy file. Enjoy. This was uh, Selma Hayek at her peak with a fucking uh, with a fucking banana python wrapped around her. Thank you! And if you were in the room with these boys, that wasn't the only thing peaking at the moment. Let me tell you something, brother! <laughs> I can't go straight to Hollywood. Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. Tom Savini's face, whenever she gets introduced and comes onto the stage, is fucking beautiful. The man is shocked, just as I was shocked the first time I saw this. My anaconda dude. Sponsor us. Don't even sponsor us. Just send me butt pics. <laughs> I'll share them with my wife. God damn. All right. They left in a scene which broke my heart. Selma, dear, you buckled in your heels. You buckled. But she didn't have any heels on. She's not wearing heels that you get to see. But she's clearly in heels. I mean, because that's going to accentuate her muscle. It's going to make all these muscles fire off, which makes her muscles look better. So she looks more, you know... just seductive. Anyways, she you had, the point is she had heels on, and Quentin's like, "Take those goddamn things off." Cause she buckles, <laughs> and you—they left it in the film. You see her like, Ugh! have a moment to where she almost falls. That's on Robert Rodriguez. That's not on Selma. It's not leave, on Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek could have fell right on me. I would have caught her. I got you, boo. <laughs> Everyone in that audience's face was just on Selma Hayek because she is that captivating in this scene. We're talking Fucking like gorgeous. You know, the mask, jaw drop, tongue out, eyes oh, yeah. going Ah-ooga. crazy. Oh, yeah. Realistically, the whole reason this movie got put together is to convince Selma Hayek to do this scene. And back to my theory, this entire movie was built around Quentin Tarantino sucking her toes. And listen, if I was in Quentin Tarantino's position, I'd be like, wait, I don't like it. Reshoot it. Come here, put your foot in my mouth again. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez is the ultimate wingman here. Bro. Yeah. Good call. Good old Fist Bob Rod, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fist bump on that, for sure. She then has this moment where she has a, uh, a scene where she walks across several tables, takes her foot while dancing seductively. God, she looks so good. Just absolutely amazing. And she puts her foot in uh, Quentin Tarantino's mouth. Straight Pours, in his mouth. Yeah, just foot all around in there. And that sounds gross, but in the context, it's really seductive. If you find this woman attractive and you watch this scene, you would say, yes, please, if huh? you were in the seat. So you're saying, like, if Salma Hayek just walked across this table right now, you'd be like, 
feet my meat. Zero fucks given. I'd be like, foot in my mouth, let's have it. <laughs> Even if that's as far as it went, I'd be like, foot in my mouth, let's have it. Sure, yeah, no. Give me them toes. No? I don't like this podcast. This <laughs> <laughs> is fucking gross. Good. Stop me. Good. I came in for 10. It's just like, oh, I don't where's been? Ooh, I don't like feet. Ooh. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> After he puts the foot, or she puts the foot in his mouth, she pours alcohol down her leg, which is very, very cool. And it drips into his mouth. Uh, speaking of alcohol in the mouth, let me just pour down a bottle of Jack straight down my shin. Whatever it takes. We have been drinking tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you a little bit about what we've been drinking. Well, the pregame starts with what that is over yonder. Uh, I what that now, was over yonder. What that was. We have polished off an entire bottle of Jim Beam Kentucky Fire. And let me tell you what, folks. I don't like cinnamon, but bring this shit the fuck on and I will pound it. Goodness, is it dangerous. I am a fan of Jim Beam Cinnamon because I am drunk as fuck off Jim Beam Cinnamon and I don't feel bad whatsoever. I think this is something I'm going to wake up from without a hangover, which is scary. Yeah, and shout out to Tony Hawk's Underground 2. It is no longer Kentucky. They know how to make some liquor. <laughs> Good man. I don't know what that's a reference to, but I'll roll with it. Tony Hawk Underground 2 is a reference to Tony Hawk Underground 2. All right. A very fun video game where you hit the square and triangle button and you hold certain things to grind, ollie, and do tricks. Amazing game. Tony Hawk, if you're out there, thanks, buddy. Good old TH. Sponsor us. We'll suck your toes. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes, man. Hey. Aside from this Jim Beam fire, which, yay, we have two beers that Chandler has brought for us. Yeah, give us a taste of what you brought here. Uh, the first one that I brought here uh, feel appropriate for the, uh, the Mexican heat. Breckenridge Brewing Company's Agave Wheat. I'm the beer guy of the crew. It's really bland. It's got a real... You can definitely taste that it is a core wheat beer, but there's just not a whole lot... Uh, not a whole lot other than that. Yuck. Tastes like beer. As a pleb... It's fine. You know what? I could drink that if I was already drunk off of Jim Beam's fire. Because I am. Which which he is, certainly. That explains a lot, guys. I've been sipping on this for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's alright. Yeah. The more I drink it, the less I care. But this other fella you got here. Uh, we've also got a Dogfish Head Super 8. It's a They describe it as a Super Goza style, which is it's a salty, sour beer. Mmm, super goza. And let me just say, these super goza, super eight beers, this is the first one I've had, whatever. Uh, It's supposed to be salty sweet. This thing is fun because it's like it punches you in the face like, fuck you. And you're like, ooh, what the fuck is that? But then you swallow it and you go, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to drink some more, you bitch. Let's go. (laughs) Me and you right now, one on one. And it's more of a challenge than it is something that I'm enjoying, but I can't stop drinking it. So that's why when I took a sip, like, chariot to fire start going off in the background. Yeah, you're like, fuck you. I'm going to finish you off since you're trying to kill me. <laughs> they describe it as a sessionable goza brewed with a bevy of heroic fruits and quinoa. I don't know what a heroic fruit is, but... Well, that's a professional way of saying Poseidon's salty butthole. Listen. Ah. <laughs> I just took a drink of it. Definitely, I would prefer this to the, uh, the agave wheat, which is just boring. So, 
as she pours her liquor down her leg. Everyone applauds. Things happen. <laughs> and, uh... You At know. this point, that's really all you can say about the rest of the film. We're halfway through. Things just happen. We forgot to bring up, at this point, you know, things are happening. But was it a stunt foot? Was it really Selma Hayek's foot? Because it does a close-up view. Did she really want to put her foot in, in, you know, Quentin Tarantino's mouth? Or was this just some random person like Juliet Lewis's man toe? How much hair was on it? We didn't catch it. It could have been the same foot. As Juliette Lewis's stunt toe, well, but it could have been a different. One. We got to get the 4K version to zoom in. Well, maybe they just gave her an extra thousand dollars to put her foot right in the Pulp Fiction's mouth. I, I put my foot in Pulp Fiction's mouth for Ryan. I'd be like, "Fuck it, dude, do what you do. Look it up." Oh, let's just call up JTQT. Let's get Listen, it done at once. I'm whoring on the podcast. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez, make this happen. I know you've got the connections. Actually, don't make it happen because I mean, at least with JT, I think I can get away with like still being myself see that's the thing is like don't make it happen because i feel like he could make it happen yeah so i'm a i'm a hard pass on that sorry quentin guys a thousand bucks is a thousand bucks i got student loans to pay off y'all get a hold of me so at this point uh we get chaos the lady turns into a snake because oh yeah cheech Cheech comes back in yeah this is the real turning point of the movie we at up until this point Things are mostly normal. Yeah, it went from right? a body. Uh, it went from a buddy cop movie <laughs> to not really cops. They weren't really cops. Buddy robber movie. Robbers. Well, buddy just a buddy, buddy movie. thief movie. Okay. The Gecko Brothers. No one cares. So Cheech Marin rolls back in after getting the shit kicked out. He's like, "Hey, those guys have kicked the shit out of me for no reason. Now kick the shit out of them." You get snakeish Selma Hayek, which. Is kind of cool because she turns to a snake lady at first, as she instantly then morphs into a vampire woman. So I don't know why there's the transition. You guys, I still would. I can't. I can't deny it. I still would. So you're like straight Dr. Seuss, would you could you with a bag on her head? <laughs> oh, he does like green eggs and ham. <laughs> oh no! After Tarantino's mouth. <laughs> Speaking of Tarantino, she kills him. So. Thank God Revenge we can there. stop talking about that. No, he comes back in a minute. Pretty much at this point, we the whole scene just turns into a an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, with highlights from Dr. Pimple Popper, where people's <laughs> eyes are exploding with white pus and whatnot. Oh yeah, Cheech number two gets the business and everything and turns into a skeleton, but not before like popping like a water balloon. Yeah, like, it's... Uh, what's her name? It's Five over the head. top. The whole movie during this entire section... Is over the top. It's fun. Absolutely. It turns into something completely different than we had the first act. This is the second act. Complete now, change of pace. It's almost like every movie we review flips a switch and it turns into another fucking movie. Yeah, co- <laughs> completely. But we've completely forgot to mention the uh, the best part, which is in the background there's an amazing soundtrack. Uh, you have uh, Tito and the Tarantulas playing this song and... Man, oh man, do they do him a favor by letting him really get into the film and you get a uh, guitar torso or a guitorso. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty fun. The guy's playing guitar on a human body and he's all chopped up. He's missing his arm. He's missing his legs. And one leg is used as the, uh, the, 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 fret, the, the neck. Yes, I'm sorry. The neck. It, it's fun. We got our guitar guy here who knows all the guitar words. 
Gatorso is pretty up there. Just saying, <laughs> Gatorso, beautiful choice. Uh, Danny Trejo dies. Danny Trejo, no. <laughs> this is like pre-taco stand. Danny Trejo. Yeah, he's fucking young and he's ripped. So good on him. Uh, Selma Hayek then gets killed by a chandelier. So you get chandelier Hayek. So in the midst of the chaos, got not Jim Brown going all like karate for no reason, and he rips uh, what's the guy? Rips Hurley's heart out yeah. from Lost, yeah. like Dumb and Dumber, but he didn't put it in a goodie bag or anything. Which realistically, this isn't Hurley from Lost. This is uh, the Mexican guy head on a stick from the opening scene of Men in Black. I don't know how I caught that. That's the same guy. We had rewinded a few times. I was like, that's where I know that guy from. Wow. It was good to catch it. Then we get some 4v4 nonsense. <laughs> it turns into like a really big PvP mess of a match. And this is Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, it just it goes really off the rails at this point. Nonsense ensues. There's a lot of graphical uh, killing. Tom Savini, I think it's a bit at this point. And it's really cute. We'll get to that. I don't even remember what happens to Sonya Blade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, baby. Give me a break. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Kano. And he says, let's kill the band. And then they're like... The band didn't do anything. They're just jamming out the whole time. Well, if they didn't do anything, where did that torso come from? Um, Quentin Tarantino comes back to life during this 4v4 ruckus, and he looks like the villain from Mask. We didn't know what he looked like it and then my wife was like that's the villain from Mask and we all lost our shit because she was 110% right it looked exactly like the fucking villain from The Mask I'm yeah. not talking with Cher I'm talking Jim Carrey also acceptable is Mac tonight the uh, the McDonald's spokesperson from the 80s uh, <laughs> the moon yeah. the moon guy with the sunglasses <laughs> yeah it's not bad but like he was super ugly I mean his face looked like a pelvis I couldn't get around it yeah it's a mess we also get, uh, right after they do that, because, hey, they killed everybody. Good for them. Huzzah. Sci-fi bats. And by sci-fi bats, I mean sci-fi channel bats. If you guys have seen any type of sci-fi film, and I don't mean the genre, I'm talking the channel, then the budget is like a dollar fifty that they spend on these special well, effects. The rest of the movie's budget went straight to Selma Hayek's foot. Selma, if you're out there, I would spend it. <laughs> The rest of the movie, to me, just looks like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not that I have anything against that. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but you can tell a steep decline in the writing, the effects, everything. It's fun. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. And Tom Savini gets bit, like I said earlier, and he turns into a vampire. And it's fucking hilarious. He starts tonguing his teeth. Like rubbing his tongue around and he touches his canine tooth and, and it visually is enlarging. He's like, oh, the fang. He's like, ooh, that's new. Yeah. yeah. And then his hand changes. He's like, oh, and he's just trying to hide everything from everybody as he's morphing into this vampire. It's fucking great. Tom Savini, you're a saint and I love you, me boy. <laughs> I like how he just like puts on his jacket. He's like, uh, nothing? Hands in yep. pockets? Nope. Nope. Ship, nothing. Ship, boy. Ship, ship. Definitely not a vampire over here. That's a weird thing to say. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, he then fights with the uh, the not Jim Brown character. He throws into the window, lets the bats in. Meh, 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 meh. Things happen. <laughs> uh, 
At this point, it's just a bunch of chaos. Yeah, vampires! We got Irish there. <laughs> well, it's not too much chaos. They, uh, once the bats get in, they run into the back room and start making a bunch of makeshift weapons and stuff. And nope, that's not chaos at all. Yeah, video game weapons. They grab super soakers, condoms, everything. <laughs> they have the priest character, Harvey Keitel's character, bless these items to make them holy. At this point, you just know this film is about to get ridiculous. They've got a stake that uh, just like just oscillates, oscillates, and, yeah. and rams into their foes, and it's so impractical. It's just like just in and out, back and forth. It's definitely a sexual reference, it's just penetration. And Chandler said the best way to a vampire's heart <laughs> is through his anus. What? <laughs> they take this oscillating uh, wooden stake. It's like built out of a reciprocating saw and they start they start daggering through these vampires torsos they start real low and they go straight up and I said the best way to a vampire's heart is through the stomach which and it makes sense in context yeah. but don't worry about it they poke <laughs> every vampire in the tummy with this oscillating fucking ridiculous spear gun it's Stupid. It's a reciprocating dildo stick. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I'm going to fuck you to death with this spike, basically. Harvey Cocktail then walks out, and you see all these vampires, and it just, it's like a fucking guar concert. All of these characters look like something that would just be on a guar stage show. Or if, like, you turned your, like, porch light on in the middle of the night and saw, like, a crowd of crackheads just, like, standing around. <laughs> Let me get a dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> But he, he gave a big speech, too. We forgot about that. You know, uh, blah, 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 Jesus, I'm bit, let's get it. He just turns into Sylvester Stallone. It's, Jesus. <laughs> it's not important. I mean, at this point, the dialogue is completely nothing, nonsense. Nothing for the rest of the movie is essentially important. No, We're not just at all. doing stuff. This movie has become, like, we started drinking heavily we are at this stage. Rails. Like, just like the movie, we were just like, this has to end sometime. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking just... Balls deep in shots at this point, and this movie has turned into Doom, but with vampires. Uh, you see some whip decapitation. You know, a guy turns into a were rat. Oh, that was Tom Savini. He turns into like a giant fucking sewer rat. It's, he turns into a Magic the Gathering card, and not a good one. All these vampires are like it's. If you guys have seen The Walking Dead, it's like that. Then you get to take your finger and poke it through any fucking body. Apparently, when you, you become some form of undead. Your skin is made of paper mache. It's just ridiculous. Mushy. I'm pretty sure that's when they were around the table and the guy's like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if I like threw a shotgun through a guy? It's like, well, how do you reload it? You use the guy to reload it. Yeah, he just <laughs> jiggles the dude and it cocks the shotgun. Movie's got a movie, guys. Especially yeah. if you have to jam a shotgun through not Jim Brown. We see some people smashing condoms on people because Harvey Cattell turns into a vampire. Oh, spoilers! And he gets whacked by his Asian son in the head with a uh, condom full of holy water, and it dissolves half of his head, and then the rest of the vampires grab him up, and they get a taste of Asia, and Juliet Lewis' character pulls a gun. Mm. And he's like, kill me, kill me, just do it now, because he's suffering, he's getting torn to bits. Kill me, I'm here, do it now, kill me! <laughs> yeah. And he's suffering. It just has to be so sad, and it doesn't <clears throat> need to be. But you don't care. You you don't care. So she finally pulls the trigger. Boom! Shoots the kid. Whenever she shoots the kid, I don't fucking know why. No one knows why. This kid explodes. The kid explodes. Movie's got a movie. Well, I mean, a little bit before she shot her dad and her, 
his whole head exploded. But this time, not only did his body explode, but all the vampires around him turned into mincemeat. So one potentially 38 caliber to 357 caliber round blew up. I don't mean shot. I mean blew up five people to the point to where whenever they exploded, even George Clooney's character looked confused. I don't know if that was intentional, unintentional, but it got it got a chuckle out of me. Either that or he realized how much he's getting paid for the movie. 1996, this was like one episode of ER. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's good old, the truth, though. Good old yeah. er, er. <laughs> but at this point, we got Cheech 3, which I like to call him Threech. Threech shows up. Cheech 3PO. And opens the door, and, man, come on. You think the vampires would catch on by now that you shouldn't have mirrors or anything that reflects light. But he opens the door, light pours in, bounces off a disco ball. Oh, yeah. How fucking cliche is this shit? Boy. Yeah, we've been, we've been messing around all night. The dawn has occurred. From dusk till dawn. Get it? That's the name of the fucking movie. Hey, but even vampires have to get down with a little Saturday night fever. Ah, 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 ah. Stay alive! Stay alive! Which is great because they're all dead. Travolta, get Ooh. at us. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, disco saves the day. The fucking light reflects off the disco ball. A bunch of things explode. You don't really care at this point. Whatever. Hey, they go outside. Money is exchanged, just like whatever. Yeah, we're all just having fun. We don't care about the resolution at this point. No. We just see the the disco explosion. Yeah, d- buy the that ticket. That disco inferno. That disco Ooh, inferno. I like it. And that's what saves the day. Burn, yeah. baby, burn. This is definitely a buy the ticket, take the ride film. You just, you don't care what's going on. It happens, you have fun. It's, it's a good time. Uh, it does pan out at the end, though. To show the Titty Twister is actually built on top of an ancient Mayan or Aztec ruin, which is apparently a family restaurant, bar, and chill spot for vampires. Check it out on Yelp. <laughs> what a twist. Oh! But for real though, check out their churros, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so that was from Dust Till Dawn, boys. I had a great time. Yeah, we, we started watching this movie at about dusk, and we finished it up, not at dawn, but by God, the booze was gone long before that. And I will say this, hey Quentin, hey Robert, hey JT, hey JT, hey Selma, Selma, yes, if you're listening, and uh, check us out, all of our uh, links in the description for our social media, be sure to like and subscribe. <coughs> And please, make sure to hit that bell, because that's, uh, that's what lets you know when we have a new podcast brewing. New podcast will air every Monday. And we'll catch you next Monday. No, don't you fucking follow my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get pink. <laughs> <laughs>